know what time it is again guys it's uh scaring a sharing time yeah and it's a podcast where we share spooky news and frightful views with each other and you about all things horror that's that's right and you are jeremy the original sasquatch slim rusk and you are a brandy joe the flame and scream queen plantback you know it and um and you know what if you're a longtime listener hello welcome we're so glad to have you and if you're joining us for the first time, Jeremy and I talk about some things, then we talk about a movie or two. And this one is a one-off, so yep, we are. you already know what that movie is because you clicked on it, but we can just hang out and chill and talk to each other for a bit. If you want to skip ahead, look in the notes, and you can see exactly where to go to. Absolutely. But Jeremy, oh my god, it feels like forever because our last episode was 110 with Nico the Knave, so mm-hmm. it was sort of, you know guest choice but we didn't talk about news or views and now here we are and i have so many things jeremy so many things so many things i probably do too but i don't (laughs) even know so you don't run them down like i do no you start off you you lead the charge okay well let's start with views okay because i've watched a lot in the last week so last saturday i went and did a double feature and i saw the menu and Bones and All at the movie theater. Mm -hmm. They were both great. I liked Bones and All more. It's depressing. Um, The menu was good, but not like, I didn't like love Mm. it. But it was like very well done, very slick, very stylish. Uh, I avoided the the Megan trailer twice, but I did watch the trailer for Infinity Pool. (laughs) Mostly because I was like, I'm just really curious. Like, what the fuck is this? And it looks like, I mean, I didn't imagine it to be whatever the fuck it yeah, is. Yeah, I haven't seen that trailer yet, so. But I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, also, I can't remember if it was that movie or another movie, but one of the films I saw a trailer for is being done by Orion Pictures, and they have a new logo. And at least it's new. I hadn't seen it. I didn't even know they were still around, quite honestly. Mm. Yeah. And I was excited. I mean, that takes me back to the 90s. Yeah, for sure. Orion was on every, like mid-budget uh horror action science fiction like they were everywhere for your like the mid-budget movie that seems to have just disappeared yeah. from american the, the american cinema landscape so it's it, i'm glad they're still around so those movies i recommend bones and all is now streaming and i also watched everything everywhere all at once. <gasps> did you love it i liked it a lot okay. i didn't love it my husband hated it hated oh, it oh so he's really out of step with like virtually all uh you know critical uh year end lists where everyone's like everything everywhere all at once is like one of the best movies of the past year so yes and uh he has i don't know if aversion is the right word but he's not fond of like time travel movies uh. because the complexity of it i think at least my interpretation or remembrance of him talking about it, it kind of makes his head hurt. And he's kind of like, I don't want to, I don't want to keep track. Yeah. Yeah. So this isn't time travel, but it is parallel universes. And it's a very similar sort of thing Mm -hmm. as far as I think that is why, although he didn't really get into it, but it made my head hurt, Mm -hmm. but it's like, wait, what, where are we? What's happening? Ha ha ha. But, I did like it a lot. I just didn't, it didn't, it didn't win me over a hundred percent. Like I was expecting Mm -hmm. it to, but it is very well done. The acting is great. So yeah, fond of it, recommend it. Then, uh, for, for the podcast, Chris asked me if I saw adult swim, Yule log. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar? I heard about it. I haven't been able to watch it yet. It is such a trip. So if you like, too many cooks or unedited footage of a bear. You got to watch it because it is so fucking weird. Uh-huh. That's what I heard. But fun. Totally fun. And the last thing I watched. Oh, no, wait, wait. Two more things. I was very busy. I watched Nanny because I keep seeing this pop up on a lot mm-hmm. of lists. Do you know about it? No. Uh, very good. It stuck with me. Like I kept thinking about it for the next day. So, yeah. Um. 
the last thing I saw was Piggy. Oh, you saw Piggy? That today. Not a fan. Oh. It's it's fine. It's not. I did not love it. Okay. The killer guy in it is super hot. Mm. So, yeah, that's the best part. But, okay. yeah, yeah, didn't love it. And I wanted to. Oh, no. But I'm trying to get through a lot of the movies so I can do my end of the year list. Mm-hmm. Especially because It's Only a Podcast does their 666 episode. And I've never written in before. And this year, there's so many things. To have a top six is going to be very hard. I mean, to have a top ten is hard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's everything I watched. And at least horror-related. I watched a ton of other stuff. But what about you? What did you watch? Oh, man. It's been not not too terribly active for me. As far as, like, explicitly horror stuff. Um we did go do Christmas with the in-laws recently, my in-laws, Sarah's family, uh, and my niece and nephew have discovered The Grinch, uh, and okay. they love The Grinch, and so I did get to watch the, you know, the 1960s, the original cartoon with them, which, of course, has Boris Karloff as the voice of The Grinch, so uh, I'm all about... Sh- I didn't know that. Yep, and Boris Karloff, he's the narrator and the voice of The Grinch, so... Uh, I was uh, glad to be able to share that with them. That was a fun, fun time. Um, and then did you go take them to see the mean one? I wish. Maybe <laughs> one day. Hopefully, they, they're they into like superheroes and cool stuff that I like. So hopefully it keeps going until we reach horror movies and I can finally share that with them as they get older. Um, yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, let's see. Got to recheck my old letterbox here. Oh, and it, not like horror related, but mystery and fun. Did you watch the show Murderville? <gasps> no, I want to. It's the one where they like improv. Yeah, the improv show where, yeah, Will Arnett's playing a character, but he's the only one in character and they have all these celebrity guests on who have to improv their way through these oh, scenarios. I keep forgetting about they, it. They just did a movie, uh, Who Killed Santa? A Murderville Murder Mystery. Oh. Uh, and it, it was it was hilarious. He had Jason Bateman on there. Uh, I mean, of course, Will Arnett and Jason Bateman have worked together a lot. So the two of them have such awesome rapport. And then they bring in Maya Rudolph all of a sudden. And it's just like, yeah, it's hilarious. That sounds so fun. And Santa is dead. (laughs) Of course. So that that was a lot of fun. But that's really about it. Just some Christmas stuff here or there. Uh, I need to I still need to get in a few more like silent night deadly night sequels or something before i'll feel satisfied this year so yeah and my my annual rewatch of new year's evil is coming up so ooh, gross so that's that's exciting for my wife who will be forced to watch oh. it with me again poor sarah <sighs> uh, that's i mean i've been trying to cram in i was able to download a spreadsheet from letterbox with all of my movies on it because I was curious how many movies I watched last year compared to this year. And so far, I've watched like 20 fewer films this year than last mm. year. And that's not acceptable. So I'm trying to mm-hmm. up the ante. If I wasn't going to New York City next yeah. week, I definitely probably would have been able to uh-huh. fit in more. But it's possible. I mean, there's like 10 a.m. movies in New York City. Unlike around here, it's harder to do that. Yeah, in the for sure. Yep. So... We're mostly seeing like two shows a day, so I don't know that I'm going to be able to cram in a movie as well and two shows in yeah. a day, but it sounds like heaven to me. Yeah, that that I would be into that, too. If I could spend all day just watching stuff I like, that's cool. That's a day well spent. Uh, yeah, uh, for sure. So I did find out the hotel we're staying at, Hotel St. James, I think is what it's called, and there's a portion of Maniac that was filmed there. Oh! Yeah. Oh my God, are you going to go try and seek out the spots? I, I guess I should probably rewatch it so that I can <laughs> remind myself. But I was doing something on Instagram and I was like searching for if there were Instagram pictures of people who would stay there to see what the and rooms look like. That. And yeah, and there was this thing saying like, this shot from Maniac was at the Ho- Hotel St. James. And I was like, oh my God, that's my place. Get, get photos. Do it for the gram. Do it for the gram. Do it for the gram. At least for my sake. For the gram. Yeah, so we had some terrograms last week. We had we had Nico the Knave, so we didn't get to them. So this week we will. So I'm going to start us off. Okay. Because a friend of the podcast, Lauren, wrote in a few times. So Lauren, first of all, happy belated birthday. I believe her birthday was December 16th. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think that makes her a Capricorn. Sure. 
So yeah, happy, happy, happy birthday. belated birthday. Yes, we adore you. So I'm going to start off with one from Lauren, and then I think you have one, and then we'll come back okay. to Lauren. So Lauren writes, story time about how I just made a new friend. I went to an engagement party for one of my college time friends, and it was a rare moment when we were all back together 20 years after we met. I started talking to the bride-to-be's maid of honor, and we quickly gauged the situation. Both have colored hair, tattoos, piercings, plants, dogs. We started talking about horror movies and thriller murder mystery books. I knew about Grady Hendrix because of your podcast. Several of his books are on my birthday slash Christmas wish list. And she lit up. I watched my daughter Tessa Google new authors for her to look into. She loves murder mysteries and thriller books as well as horror movies. We talked about Asian horrors and movies like The Black House. And how the Japanese version compares to the Korean version. So I pulled up your podcast and showed her all the topics you had covered. She will probably become a new listener. If you are, hi, Jen. Glad you made it. Yes, Jen. If you're listening, hi. Yeah, I hope you are, Jen. She continues on. We also chatted about Development Hell, which you guys put me on to, especially the Carrie Fukunaga. Fukunaga? Am I saying that right? Let me look at his name real quick. Fukunaga. Fukunaga. That sound Carrie. Carrie Fukunaga. Fukunaga. Carrie Fukunaga's script for it. Anyway, long story short, we got so emotionally invested in chatting and sharing dog pictures that we were louder about books and horror than the rest of the party. My husband even came looking for me because I had been gone for so long. So know that your show is being shared and that your listeners are benefiting from your spooky news and frightful views. It's not easy to make friends as adults. And since my primary interests are horror, martial arts and plants, it can be hard to make good connections outside of my small circles. Okay, that's enough off topic, one sided banter. I'll keep sharing your podcast because scaring is sharing. Oh, shit. I forgot that the the new friend also randomly asked if I had seen Tetsuo, and I about died (gasps) laughing as I explained that BJP uses that as a scale of how tolerable a movie really is. (laughs) That's amazing. And it it is true. I find it is harder as an adult. Like, I can make acquaintances. I can make connections with people real quick. But to make, like, a true, real friend can be so hard. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have, like, lots of work friends and situational, like, acquaintances. um, But not people that, like, you know, I feel, like, really know me like a friend would. You know, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So it's always very special. Like when you host a podcast together with somebody and (laughs) suddenly you're... You become very you become close friends. friends um, yes. So that's a, it's always great to be able to connect with new people that way. And Lauren, you know what? That's your interests are cool. I like those things uh, too. You and do. You uh, really do. yeah, that's just awesome. I don't know. Sometimes, some, sometimes I do spend yeah, brain you. power wondering like, you think people are sharing it or like into it, like what we're doing. I mean, we do it for ourselves mm-hmm. mostly. We love doing it. But everybody yeah, listening is an it. added bonus. So that's just very heartwarming in this holiday season to hear that, Lauren. It it really, really is. Lauren, you've warmed my Grinch-like heart. Just no. I'm not a Grinch. Yeah, my heart has grown three sizes today. Oh, it has. Yes. Three sizes. All right, Jeremy. Uh, another elite of the friend of the podcast. From Teacher Drew one? in Phoenix. I feel like it's been Teacher a minute, Drew. Teacher Drew. Uh, I got so excited when I saw this was from you. Me too. Hey, guys. Episode 109 was great listening, as always. And I was thinking, wait, which one was 109? That was Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 4. Yep. And uh, we're all going to the World's Fair. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that was fun. Uh, about Wednesday. And he means Wednesday, the TV series on Netflix. Sure, sure. What a wonderful and almost perfect series. The cast, the story, the dark humor, and a personal favorite, the Edgar Allan Poe references, both obvious and hidden. As an English teacher, I appreciate the detail. At present, we have only finals before Christmas break. I can't wait to catch up on my movie watching. I did have time to see a wounded fawn. I'm curious to hear if you've seen it and what you think. I'm oddly split on my opinion of it. It's either brilliant or a mess. Till next time, stay healthy, stay happy, stay you. Teacher Drew and Phoenix. Please, Teacher Drew. You know what else I got to say I love? Teacher Drew also writes into It's Only a Podcast, and his closing is different for them, which is so cute that it's different. (gasps) I know. Isn't that great? I can't remember what it is. Oh, I feel special. But 
Isn't that so great? Teacher Drew, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, I love that. But I'm pretty sure it's been a while. I haven't listened to them as much lately because I've been trying to watch the movies they're talking about. They do less banter oh, sure. than we do in the beginning. But, you know, I I need to really watch the movies first to engulf the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yeah they're... Yeah, they're definitely a little uh, more into yeah. the movie. Oh, yeah. They get deep into the movies. Into the movie analysis. We're conversational yes. about movies. But front of the podcast, Nico also wrote me about A Wounded Fawn and said, I think he really liked it. He tried to watch Skinamarink or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, he tried to watch it and he said he was in line with me that this is like the most the boring thing in the entire world yeah i i haven't seen wounded fun either but i've seen it floating around um and uh seeing you know mixed things so people are either loving it or hating it so of course that attracts my attention so uh definitely need to check it out yeah i have no idea what it's about mm-hmm. so i'm definitely curious it's like a, i think an artsier the artsier okay. side of things mm-hmm. art film if you will horror okay. so like art house yeah. horror. I can get into that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes. If it's not yeah. Tetsuo. <laughs> <laughs> but Teacher Drew, thank you so much for writing. It's so good to hear from you. I hope you're done with school. Mm-hmm. And I hope you have a great holiday. Watch lots of movies. Relax. Refuel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, all that good stuff. That'll be nice. Uh, and speaking of Teacher Drew... Uh, my wife and I are watching Wednesday together. Oh, you are? Oh, good. I, Do you love we're it? About, yeah, we're about like halfway through the series okay. now. Good. So, and I, I, I don't know. Like, that's my thing. Where I'm like, the the, the style of it is not usually my jam. Like, it feels mm. like a young adult, you know, like adventure novel turned and and like that's just not usually anything I'm at all interested in. I'm like, I don't care about young people. What they're <laughs> oh. doing. Uh, but no, this has me hooked. Like, I'm like, Good. I think this is a very sweet. Yeah. Cool series. So I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. One of my friends was like, I, I was telling him how much I love Jenna Ortega. I love her little roommate. What's her roommate's name again? Oh crap. Uh, Enid. Enid. Yes. Enid. Love, 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 love her. Yep. All the women are so great. And my friend was like, yeah, the guys are so boring, though. Because I was like, oh, my God, the guys are so hot. And he's like, they're so boring. And you know what? I think, yeah, they're kind of boring. I don't know. I like her coffee shop, yeah. uh, you know, friend. Like, he works for yeah. me. I mean, he's hot, for yeah. sure. That's yeah. about all I'll say. Yeah. But he's a normie. So, like, True. How, how crazy do you want him to be? Yeah. He's not a werewolf or a yeah. vampire or an Adams. Sure. So, um, and of course they, you know, th- that's why I was like a song that I love Goo Goo Muck by the Cramps, one of mm. my favorite bands, one of my all time favorite songs, but oh. because of that dance number <laughs> at the dance, like has raised the profile of that song again in the mainstream. So I'm like all about oh. that. Yeah. Did you hear about all the controversy over the dance? Mm-mm. So apparently she had COVID or something or was just coming oh, off of it. I think I did hear about that. Yeah. yeah. When they shot it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people are like, um, you shouldn't be dancing or whatever. Whatever, COVID. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. I'm like, that's not a real controversy. Like, that. I don't know. That's just, you know, it's our new reality. Yep. yep. <laughs> you know, COVID. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be around forever. So, But thanks for writing, Teacher Drew. And going back to Lauren, although I also want to go back to Lauren's previous email. So she mentioned the development hell about that other version of it. Have you listened to that? Yeah. You've listened to that episode? I haven't listened to the episode. Ah. Um, but in real time, I mm. remember the like development hell of uh Carrie Fukunaga's because okay. I was so like invested in them making a new it movie. I followed like all the news about it ah. when it was in production. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, and I remember it just turned into like a shit show while he oh. was trying to get his made. Who is that he? It just didn't happen. Uh he is the creator of True Detective. Oh, I love that the first series season. on HBO. Yep. And he yes. did direct the first season he directed the entire mm. first season oh it's so brilliant Parker, which is yeah well, just a, a brilliant piece of mm-hmm. uh cinema really yeah um i don't know i can't remember i think he's the showrunner of like all of them but i don't know how he- heavily involved he was in seasons okay. two and three um but yeah that's what like made him big he's done some other movies they're escaping me right now but yeah his take on it was apparently supposed to be a lot more cerebral than the version we did get. Like um, I know Will Poulter was attached as Pennywise at that time during Carrie Fukunaga's, uh, which I can see, I can see him 
doing that. Um, oh, crap. He's like a, you know, he's a young, hot it boy okay. right now. But um, what what's he even in? Eh. I don't know. You'll have to look him up. I'm sorry. I'm blanking on it. But <laughs> That's fine. Uh, he's done some weird character work, though, already. So I could have seen his version would have been way different from Bill Skarsgård, I'm sure. But it, mm. it could have been interesting. Okay. Yeah. And then the yep. other thing that Laura mentioned was The Black House. Do you know that movie? That sounds familiar. She talk about this Japanese and a Korean version. So I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know it either. Lauren, I'm going to have to look into it. Yeah, And then cool. Lauren wrote in again and said, okay, yeah. for a fun discussion point, which may have happened in the past, but we all know opinions change, and the heart is a fickle thing. Oh, Lauren, please, it is. So she very says, true. What is your favorite horror adaptation from a book or a game or the failed horror adaptation that you most wish would get a chance at (gasps) redemption by being remade again? It can be a a form of any literature, short story, novel, manga, manga, manga. Yeah. uh, Mango? uh, Manga, manga. Manga. Yep. Et cetera. Anything come to mind for you, Jeremy? Oh man, yeah. Uh, my favorite adaptation. Yeah, or least favorite, but yeah. I mean, okay. She said of literature. Well, oh. of like anything, you know, a game. It could be a game as well. Yeah, game or anything. I mean, uh, automatically my mind goes to like John Carpenter's The Thing because technically it's an adaptation of a novella. Uh, but and you didn't read the novella, did you? Yeah, like I've tried to read it. Okay. And it's kind of dry and boring. That's why I think, but the movie is so amazing. That's why I think like, what a cool way to take something that's yeah a little drier and then turn it into something so incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, I still think Jurassic Park is an incredible adaptation. Yeah. Uh, to, that springs to mind immediately because I love the book and I love the movie, but they're very different things. And I love them for their separate, like how different they are from each other. Because mm-hmm. I think, Jurassic Park the novel could not be it would be a it would be a pulpy weird gross B movie if you adapted like the yeah. exact plot of the book because it goes off into horror movie like not that that's a bad thing but you know it goes off into like gore craziness mm-hmm. like very frequently in the book that would have I think diluted the movie yeah um like I don't think it would have been the culture cultural touchstone it became because of you know Spielberg turning it into this elevated blockbuster so I think that's a an amazing adaptation where it's not it's true to the source material but not a strict one-to-one adaptation and it mm-hmm. took the things that worked about the book best and extrapolates on them. Mm-hmm. I think the ruins is a really good adaptation because they take most of the things that happen and then they sort of shuffle them around they alter them so what happened to this person now happens to this person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I was really happy with that adaptation when it came out. Yeah. I don't know. When the question's asked, I think a lot of the books that I want there to be movies yeah. of, like The Secret History by Donna Tartt, my favorite book. Also, uh, Heart Shaped Box by Joe... Joe... What's Stephen King's son's uh, name? Joe Black? Joe Hill. Joe Hill. Joe Hill. Thank you. Yes. Love that fucking book. I want there to be a movie. And The Troop by Nick Cutter, which I've heard is supposed to be coming a movie, but it hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, American Psycho, another incredible uh, adaptation. That's good. Because I do love the book. Again, it's another case where I love the book and the movie, but the book as it's written is unadaptable (laughs) to anything that people should want to watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they did an amazing job of like sussing out the heart, the core of what it's about mm-hmm. and creating this awesome, bleak, satirical, you know, black comedy out of it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at my bookshelf behind me just to see what's on there, <laughs> what's been adapted and what hasn't been. Um, I mean, there's lots of good Stephen King's one, the Carrie. Yeah. yeah um, the Shining. <laughs> Unless you're Stephen King. Uh, but yeah, it's still good. I, I like an adaptation that isn't straight up. Yeah, that's where I fall. One I think is still lacking in a like amazing adaptation and the source material like deserves it. Speaking of Stephen King is the stand. Mm. Like we still don't have the ultimate version of the stand. I know they just did a recent TV series, but everyone was really lukewarm Mm -hmm. on it. And I'm like, yeah, it needs to get like like Peter Jackson did to Lord of the Rings. 
uh, somebody needs to do that to the stand. It needs to be a huge, epic, like multi-part, like movie series, mm-hmm. like full, like, you know, million dollar budgets, multi-million dollar budget to really capture the scope of the thing. Yeah, for sure. That would be amazing. Even though I haven't seen any of the versions. Yeah, but... you're, you're not really missing out. Um, and uh, adaptations, though, uh, that... I wish would have happened that we're supposed to. I feel like that was part of that question. Um, mm-hmm. There was supposed to be a Resident Evil movie that was going to be directed by George Romero back oh. in the day, and that never happened. And that would have been like great because you know the Resident Evil series we ended up with was its its own thing. It went off into some crazy territory. I mean, the video games got crazy too, so it's not like they were betraying the tone of the the video game series, but uh, a Romero resident evil would have been a cool zombie epic. Had that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, failed horror adaptations. I didn't play silent Hill, but I sure didn't care for the movie. That's oh, for sure. There you go. Well, they're trying it again. So maybe you'll like this next one. Well, we'll see. Um, another Romero one I just thought of was there was going to be a goosebumps movie. Oh, apparently George Romero wrote and was planning to direct a goosebumps movie like many years ago. Uh, that would have been a adaptation of the very first Goosebumps book, Welcome to Dead House. Wow. Um, and also that, yeah, that's something that I'm like, man, I wish that had happened. That probably would have been a cool movie um, just to just to exist. Yeah, yeah. But if you're out there listening, tell us your favorite adaptations, your least favorite, whatever. That's a great question. Yeah. Man. Yeah. What do you want to see? I mean, I could keep yeah. going. I just thought of more, which would be more goosebumps. More, more. Because what they did, you know, with the the movies they did make was more like the book series are used sort of as just a motif and like uh in you know, vague inspiration. Okay. Uh what I want to see is like movie adaptations of the actual books themselves. They should have mm. done some of the mm-hmm. books like straight to a movie adaptation, like Night of the Living Dummy as a movie would be cool so yeah and i think i just rather doing another fear street movie right yeah mm-hmm. with yeah, the same fourth director one's coming yeah 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 that's good yeah Love i liked it. those i liked those so yeah so write to us scaring and sharing at gmail.com or slide into our instagram dms follow us at scaring and sharing all one word all shoved right together yeah yeah so some other horror news did you read um, something about Blumhouse and Nightmare on Elm Street, I think? No! Yeah, I don't know. That's supposedly, I think that they may be getting their gloved hands into that. I don't know. I read that a couple of days ago. I think that there's some mm-hmm. movement there. Makes sense that it would be them because they're just the powerhouse right now. And they just, they let go of Halloween, you know, because they did their Halloween and now that contract Ooh. is over. So mm-hmm. it'll be when, when there's inevitably more Halloween movies, it'll be a different studio that makes them. But uh-huh. um, yeah, I, well, that kind of disappoints me too. Cause I know that uh, Elijah Wood was yep. campaigning really hard to get Nightmare on Elm Street for his production company. Um, so and that could have been cool. I don't think it's official. I just, yeah. I read some rumblings. I also read about a remake of The Birds with Scarlett Johansson in talks, which should be great, mm. Tippy. Yeah, you know? I could see that. Although, I just worry if the remake, it would just be all CGI, like Birdemic, you know? Yeah, and it's not going to be nearly as effective. I mean, I think I've talked about this before. There's a play of The Birds, mm. but it's all about, like, the psychological effects on, like, the people, like, trapped in the house. Oh, which is isn't that fascinating? That could be really cool. Yeah, that I think that the birds obviously are a part of it, but it's about the people. Yeah, and so I think that's really cool. And I wonder if that's more the route they would go with it. I wonder. Maybe that would be a good way to crack yeah. it, and then not mm-hmm. have to worry about like yes, CGing all these fake ass birds flying uh-huh. around. So yeah, yeah. Let's see what else. Uh, I also um. There's that Sandra Bullock movie, Premonition, and there's this poster, and I'd seen it, like, done as something else. I put it up in my gay horror group on Facebook. Everyone was throwing out all these ideas. They're like, oh, this one's similar. This one's similar. And I'm like, no, no. It was the exact same poster, y'all. Uh-huh. Reused for another movie. But no one could find it. I'm convinced I am in an alternate universe or the Mandela effect. Yeah. Because I cannot find it anywhere. Google speaking, image search. Nothing. Speaking of parallel universes, we could be living them right now. Uh, I think we are right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For you switched sure. universes. 
I, I did. I did. I really did. But Jesus Christ, it's going to drive me crazy because I swear it happened. It happened. Okay. I know it. I know it. Mm-hmm. I, know I know it, it happened. happened. Don't tell me it didn't happen. <laughs> I know it did. Don't talk about me like I'm not here. Also, I've been really fascinated with AI lately and how like they can put in whatever. Like I saw one with horror movie characters and they made them all robots. And it's like the coolest mm. looking thing. But I guess artists are like upset because it uses artists work without like giving them representation credit and everything yeah because that's the reality of this ai art thing is actually it's referencing pre-existing things yeah and just melding them together it's, so yeah, it's, it's not so weird like, it's not creating a wholly new work uh-huh uh which is problematic yeah it is and the weirdest thing about it all to me is i keep reading about how the one thing that ai can't seem to do correctly are hands Mm-hmm. That is so weird to me. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, the hands always come out like weird. Like there's like extra fingers. I don't know. That's creepy. That is weird. I think too the uh, once once the AI gets sentience and it's like I've only wanted hands all this time. <laughs> like true. My dream is to have hands because I uh, do not fully understand them. <laughs> it is amazing how some. It looks so good. I joined this Facebook group where people are constantly putting in their AI creations. And mm-hmm. some of it is so incredible. Like, it looks so incredible and so real. How did a computer do that? Early on, I mean, there was whatever. I don't remember that app or that site. You could type in a bunch of words and it would, like, spit out these images that looked oh. just like, you know what yep. I'm talking about? I yeah. uh, my one My one buddy was obsessed with it. We did all kinds of, like, weird shit in there that were just like nightmare images yeah yeah but it's getting so good you can literally do horror movie villains as robots and it makes them look like an artist created it it's so crazy yeah now it's getting crazy and like that is scary that's like that's creepy Mm -hmm. the robots are gonna take over i've been screaming it for years (laughs) you have you have yep and we'll get to that more later uh what sort of horror news do you have jeremy i'm talking a lot um that's really it i've been that's it okay well i have one you, you had it all i've I, okay i've been pretty i don't even know like i i haven't seen anything grab my attention so okay well there is this uh like this metro times it's like a local cool rag they have like a news instagram account and every day there's like wild things police chases and dead bodies found and all sorts of weird stuff but it's a really fascinating site or you know instagram account anyway they had this picture of this really creepy looking guy with like all these face tattoos and these teeth that he had filed down so his mouth looked like a shark's mouth Mm. like all of his teeth were sharp razor he looked like a shark a creepy shark and they said he had this 20 year old pregnant girl had been like kicked out of her house by her family and he like found her on the street and he took her in and then he tied her to a bed And he repeatedly abused her in horrible ways. And his friends come over and do the same thing. And he told her if she threatened to, if she tried to do anything, he was going to rip her throat out with his creepy ass fucking teeth. It is so scary. He looks, he looks like a monster. It reminded me of that movie Strangeland. Did you see that? Yeah. That's the one with uh, D Snyder. uh, What's his face, right? D Snyder. Twisted sister. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. I I barely remember the movie. There was like a creepy guy. With the internet, yeah, yes, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, yep. As as a as a metalhead, of course I know that uh, of one. Course, D. Of Snyder, course. Twisted Sister. He wrote and directed it, I think, too. Uh, yeah, D. Yeah, Snyder. I think yeah. you're right. That one was wild. Was it good though? Is it was weird. I remember okay. liking it, but I remember it being really fucking weird. So mm-hmm. maybe uh, maybe a grown up rewatch. Okay, because uh, I think the last time I saw it was like as a teenager in college or something. So yeah, uh, I should rewatch that. Well, this girl that was captured, she she did find her way to the hospital. I think because she was pregnant, she said something, and he took her to the hospital and like dropped her off. But they caught him, and they're looking for all the additional people, his creepy ass fucking friends who put her through all that. And it's scary. And I hope she, I, sh- I hope she sells the baby, and I hope it finds a good home with her or whoever. And just be careful, you know. Don't take mm-hmm. don't take yeah. rides from people with shark teeth. Yeah, that's yeah. It's horrifying. It sounds like a sideshow like it, performer. Yeah. That is what it looked like. It looked like yeah. like freak show, like American horror yeah. story in real life. Yeah. Uh, pretty creepy, says. 
All right. Well, anything else, Jeremy, to talk about? No, I think uh, I think that's kind of it. All right. Well, let's get to our movie. So this week, Jeremy and I had limited time. So we just watched a singular film that neither of us had watched before. And since this is coming out the day before Christmas Eve or Christmas Eve Eve, we did Christmas Horror. Yeah. You know, I mean, people have just been screaming for it. They're like, when are you going to talk about <laughs> Christmas? Bloody Christmas. Do it. Here we are. We're doing it. Yeah, we're doing it. I don't know. Nobody said that. We said that. (laughs) I think, you know, aside from Violent Night, it's the most obvious choice to do. And that seems less horror. Yeah, Violent Night's more like an action movie, it looks like. And this is a straight, straight horror movie. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, do you have it pulled up? Christmas, bloody Christmas. Oh, that's a banger. I can say it's directed by Joe Bagos, who directed VFW, while you're pulling it up. Uh, so here we go. All Christmas, right. bloody Christmas. Yeah. You better not cry, is the tagline. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and it goes, it's Christmas Eve, and Tori just wants to get drunk and party. But when a robotic Santa Claus at a nearby toy store goes haywire and begins a rampant killing spree through her small town, she's forced into a battle for survival. Uh, okay. First thing I have to say is, any movie that defends Book of Shadows automatically is on my shit list, you know? You are getting coal for Christmas. Yeah, this movie was far less entertaining to me than any movie about a killer robot Santa Claus should be. Like, what the (laughs) hell? How how did it, how was it not better? This should have been insane. I know, I know. I don't know, Um, I don't know. uh, Yeah. Any any movie too, like you said, also, any movie that argues that Pet Cemetery 2 is better than Pet Cemetery 1, mm-hmm. shit list. Yep. <laughs> uh, the music they talked about, none of that is real conversations like music hipsters have. Nobody is out there saying that the Ramones Christmas song is the greatest Christmas song ever written. Okay. It was a ca- it was a cheap cash in that they did, you know, like I'm like what is this dialogue? Who is this person? <laughs> Oh, the dialogue was infuriating. It's like it wasn't even written and they just said, hey, improv it or whatever. But they weren't really drinking booze, so it was just kind of bad and boring. I don't know. The The dialogue drove me crazy. I thought the lead girl, Tori, was so annoying. And just, ugh. The dialogue was horrible. It was infuriating. It's like, hey, have some conversations and we'll do one take. And okay, perfect. We're going to go on now. And there's so much like pop culture referencing they tried to cram in there mm-hmm. that it felt like overwritten yeah. in a way where I'm like, it's like he wanted every fucking line to be memorable in some way where it's like every time they talk, they have to be referencing like a song or a band or another movie that I like, or so it, it was just too much to the point where it's yeah. like, this is too dense with references to other things mm-hmm. that I'm like, what are they even talking about anymore? Yeah. I mean, the idea of a killer robot of Santa uh, of a robot of Santa yeah. coming to life and being a killer. That's a great idea. Great. But for me, the way it could have been better is if it all would have taken place in a giant toy store or a mall mm-hmm. and very much like chopping mall. That's what I thought this was going to be like. But you put it in there. You have all the people inside of this particular place. It takes place there. Not that it's, not that it has to, but it makes no sense why he comes to life and why he just walks around like a normal person and can just like follow people even after they disappear out of his sight. That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. It annoyed me. Yeah. Yeah. It does not need to make sense. We don't have to know why he's alive, but if it's in a toy store and you can set up enough things, like maybe he's just going around the toy store and I don't know anything that moves. That's what he's going after, but it made no sense. It was like he was possessed and he came alive, but no. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. This, this was rough going in, getting started. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm like, I don't like these characters or any of the conversations they're having. Um, there was the moment where they get to like, sorry, spoilers people, but movies like this, we don't even care if we're spoiling it for you. (laughs) Um, by the time they get to the scene at the police station, that like felt better. I was like, oh, maybe the mm-hmm. story's finally going to take a turn to stuff that's really going to entertain me. Because like, at least the actors playing the cops in that scene, I'm like, they're different from these dumb hipster kids yeah. I've been listening to. So at least they feel like fresh mm-hmm. and their dialogue is at least different from what all these other characters who all sound the same yeah. have been saying to each other. Um, but then it just goes into like a prolonged chase that like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And it, it never ended. Yeah, I still had like, 
15 minutes of movie left and i realized i'm like i don't even care if i see the rest of this exactly um, which is not a good sign for nope. your already like 80 something minute movie but um yeah it, it was like he took the concept too serious that was the thing it should have leaned into like being absurd like the plot yeah. of this thing could have been an unmade sequel to silent night deadly night like it could have fit right into that series so it's like you should have been more camp like those were yes. goofy over the yes. top but this was trying to be that but also play it dead straight at the same time and that just mm-hmm. didn't work yeah it really it really didn't and there's two things that happen in this movie you shouldn't do one if a friend brings you a bottle of whiskey and you're cutting up lines of cocaine you should offer them some okay they didn't even offer them Mm-hmm. I mean, as a sober boy, that's okay. But like, if you're out there doing coke and you're not an addict, then offer your friends coke if they bring you a gift. Yeah. Second of all, don't drink and drive. Okay. They should have called an Uber. Yeah. I mean, they just got in the car all drunk and drove. Don't yep. do that ever. Not at the holidays. No, no, no. Dumb idea. So those are the two things not to do. Exactly. <laughs> just don't do them. Share your drugs if you're doing drugs and you're not an addict. And mm-hmm don't drink and drive you know and also just don't argue about stupid music so much (laughs) oh my god all of these opinions that i'm sure he thought he was writing like awesome stuff or i I don't know was he like airing out his own frustrations about music that nobody thinks this song is cool but like you're right because it isn't cool so (laughs) i don't know this dialogue yeah good lord it tried way too hard and the dialogue, I couldn't tell if it's like we improved it or like you said, maybe it's just overwritten mm-hmm. and just rehearsed into the ground. So it just felt not real. Yeah. Like it just, I don't know what it was, but it was bad and so annoying because it would have been so cool to have a movie where people were talking about horror movies mm-hmm. and debating things that, you know, that resonate with us. But it was annoying. Yeah. And none of them felt like opinions people actually have. Like Book of Shadows is not a good movie. So like what exactly what are you talking about? So Yeah. And also, if you're working in a toy store, I could almost guarantee on Christmas Eve, after you've been working your ass off and dealing with a bunch of little kids, you're not gonna want to like hang out in the toy store. For the night, fucking. Yeah, and have yeah. sex no. in the toy store. Yeah. No, it's so weird. That's why I think it would have been better if it would have been kids like breaking into someone. Yeah. If the Santa on top of being like a ho, ho, ho. and Oh, and that's the other thing. It should have made more noises and said more things because mm-hmm. they it did it like once. Yep. They said it had like 540 phrases or something like that. It should have constantly been saying things. Yeah, it should have been just talking straight up. Yeah. But if you would have had this robot Santa in a store that on top of, you know, it was it was a security sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Kids break into the toy store. They can have sex. It goes into overdrive. It, and it's not just security. It takes matters yeah. into its own hands and awesome. havoc. But the way it was set up was just like, no, this is wrong. Yeah, this is too weird. Like, why are you doing this? And. The idea is perfect. Killer robot Santa. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Yeah. But the execution, horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah. I mean, at the end, too, like the when it, when it's all like raggedy and you can see the robot like body yeah. underneath, I'm like, that is cool. Like, this that needs is to be cool. That design needs to be in a cooler movie. Yes. Um, totally. And, you know, one upside is it did feature Jonah Ray uh of mystery science theater 3000 fame so i'm always happy to see him he He was the one one of the ones fucking in the toy store Uh, ah that came in and bought the record and stuff where he's a stand-up comedian and uh now of course most famous as being part of the modern incarnation of mystery science theater 3000 so i'm about seeing jonah ray because i like him but i wish the movie was better for Uh, him to be in yeah it's no vfw which also took some wild concepts But did it like so effectively? That's what surprised me too, because I was watching this and I'm like, honestly, this is very similar to VFW in like what he was trying to do. Uh VFW worked and this for some reason was not clicking with me. So yeah, VFW took place at a VFW at a bar. A lot of this takes place in a bar and it's like too much of it does. It's like, let's go Mm -hmm. elsewhere. But the color scheme, like the neon lights, it felt very similar. Yeah. The, the trashy mashing together of like Mm -hmm. low budget genres. Cause you know, VFW part of the plot was like 
it just looks like the world we live in now, but they're like, actually it's slightly in the future. And there's this new super drug out there. Mm -hmm. Whereas this had a similar sort of thing where it's like, yeah, it, everything looks the same, but we're slightly in the future. Cause now there's like robots you could use as Santa Claus out there. And like, it's just part of the world I've built. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Oh, and there was a poster for spookies and I thought of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was, um, when they're in the store too, uh, the record store, like you can see like a DVD Blu-ray section and mm -hmm. I can't remember. Oh, it was, I think New York Ninja was on there, but it had some stuff from Vinegar Syndrome who released Spookies. Uh, oh. Like they're a distributor that now has some of those movies. So some of their stuff was in there and I thought that was kind of cool. Shout oh. out. Um, yeah. Also a shout out to Terror Vision Records was in there because they are the ones I have volume one of the Unsolved Mysteries theme oh, music. I was going to ask if that was real. It is because Terror Terror Vision Records has uh, put those out, but is I'm it, not going to sit. Is it any good? It's fun. But uh, her argument that like, it's the greatest. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> like a lot of it is really goofy, like incidental music. Like it's fun as a background. But uh -huh. beyond their like famous theme music, like it's none of it's like, you know, mind shattering. Like you wouldn't yeah. be like, oh, this is the coolest. It's no John Carpenter. I'll say that. Right. Yeah. OK, well, uh, that's about all I have to say about that. Yeah, me too. Actually, <laughs> like this was pretty uh, quick and dirty and easy to watch. But uh, man, I wish it would have gone faster. And it was a rough. And I one. wanted to love it. Like all me these too. all these people that I follow and like on Letterboxd were giving this thing good reviews. I know. Uh, uh. And I'm like and I'm watching it and I'm like, what am I missing? I don't understand why other people uh. are loving this so much. But yeah, the best part about it was the poster. The poster is great with the Santa with the green lady. Yeah, eyes. yeah, I so mean, cool. I don't know. I'll stick with Silent Night, Deadly Night Four. I guess. Oh yeah, I would much rather <laughs> watch that like ten times before I'd ever watch this again. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, out of five green laser Santa eyes, mm -hmm. how many do you give Christmas Bloody Christmas? Oh, I thought I was gonna go a little higher, but I can't. I'm giving it a two. That is exactly what I'm giving it. Oh. You can go ahead and take this and throw it on the slash heap. Throw it on the slash heap. That's right. Don't watch this. There's better to watch. Watch Black Christmas, the OG, or either of the remakes. I would rather watch the second remake of Black Christmas before I would. Ooh. That oh, movie is yeah, shit. Yeah. Actually, you know, I'm going to take that back. I'd rather watch the first remake again before yeah, I rewatch it. For this. sure. Yeah. But, but not good. It's some decent ideas and some fun. The kills, some of them are okay. Yeah. They were cool. You know, yeah. if you're into that, lo the lo-fi, like trauma looking kind of gore, there's a lot of sure. that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. This The best killer uh, Santa Claus robot on screen is still from Futurama. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean. I saw plenty of people, too, that are just like, didn't he just rip off Futurama? Because that's like oh. their original Christmas episode was about a killer robot Santa Claus. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. There you go. Well, everyone, I hope you have a terrific holiday. We're going to take next week off. Yeah. So we will be back at you in the new year. So it's going to be a couple weeks. I hope y'all don't miss us too much. Yep. Yeah, go back, listen to some old episodes. Or you know what? Go explore Development Hell. It's only a podcast. Uh, talk scary to me. There's so many great other podcasts out there. Check them out. Yeah. Dead Meat. Watch some James yeah. A. Janice while you're at it. Oh, my God. I have to read you this um, thing from Reddit that I someone posted. Let me get it. Okay. So this is on like a Reddit thread some or something. Someone commented and tagged him and he said james i like you you're a cool dude but you gotta understand that trans people are ugly and disgusting and not normal to which james a janice responded and said the only ugly and disgusting people i see are those with hatred in their hearts like you don't bother being a fan of mine if you're going to be a hateful bigot i don't want you in my community hell yeah <laughs> i was like i love you even more than i already did that's awesome that is awesome. And I mean, I think this is from a while ago, but still, I thought that was so fucking awesome. That's what you got to do. No matter how many fans you have, how many followers, if someone comes at you with some bigotry or hatred, yeah. uh, bye-bye. No room for it. There's no room. 
Yeah, there's no room here no, either. Not at all. No. This is a, a podcast of love only. Yes. All love. Especially for horror. Love, love for horror and horror. any person that loves horror too. That's right. Even if you don't love horror, like some of my friends, Gretchen, shout out to Gretchen. Yeah, well, thank you. You, you guys are great too. We've we've got a yes. nice little community. Some people just listen. I know I've got some friends that told me they're like, I don't know any of these movies, and I'm never going to watch them. But I just like <laughs> listening to the show. So uh, it, yeah. it's uh, it, it's great. We love it the support. Is. We do. And when we come back in the new year on January sixth, I'm going to have you give you my top ten of 2022. I still have a few more to watch, and also. We'll give our least and our least favorites and our yes. most favorites that we yes. that we watched. Yep. That we've watched over the year. Yep. And I will say which episodes had the most <gasps> listens and which ones did not. Oh, I love that. I love it. Analytics. I love analytics. <laughs> oh, and I wonder if uh I don't think we talked about this last year, but Letterboxd, you know, will give you that year end thing. Oh. Um so last year, my most watched actor. Probably won't surprise you at all. Was Clint Howard? Oh my God! Of course. So let's see if I can keep it going for two years in a row. I'm wondering who my most <laughs> oh my watched actor That's will awesome. be this year, but uh, I'm on the edge of my seat to find out. I am too. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> exciting. But everyone, have a great holiday if you celebrate, and if you don't celebrate, just have terrific days. Make the most. If you get stressed, take six deep breaths. That's what I hear. Yeah. Okay? I Breathing. I always forget. I it seems so simple. It's like but, the key to meditation. Yeah. I'm really getting turned on to this idea that meditation, yeah, you know, is on. just so helpful for your mental health. True. So if Meditate. you can if you can it can be tough, but if you can do a meditation practice, mm-hmm. I'm all about that. That's right. And of course, write to us scaring a sharing at gmail.com or follow us on Insta, scaring a sharing. And you know, uh <laughs> Keep coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Welcome to prime time, bitch. I forgot what I was going to say. Keep watching the skies. It's in the trees. It's coming. Yes. And keep watching and talking about scary movies because... Scaring is sharing. Bye. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.